Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League. Let's continue reacting to my predicted lineups uh, that I obviously posted a few weeks ago now. Uh, we're going to start off with the Canberra Raiders and then also look at the Sydney Roosters and the Cronulla Sharks lineups uh, that I obviously put together. Uh, let's start off with the Canberra Raiders. Uh, obviously, they've got a few dramas going into next year. No, no one really knows who their fullback is going to be. It could really be any one of a few guys. Obviously, Chevy Stewart was upgraded to a full-time contract. Uh, we've obviously got Ethan Strange uh, sitting in reserve grade at the moment. That could obviously come in and play a bit of fullback. He can also play 5-8 and center, uh, most prominently center. Uh, you've got Sebastian Chris, who played there for majority of the 2023 season. Uh, you've got Xavier Savage, who was supposed to be the plan, um, but didn't obviously uh, get to play there much after he was injured and was obviously left out of the side for most of the season. Uh, and then Jordan Rapiner, but you'd be only getting one year out of him because obviously Ricky Stewart announced that he'd be retiring at the end of the 2024 season along with Elliot Whitehead. So uh, there's not much use in putting him at fullback when you're only going to get one year out of him there. Um, so let's have a look at what I've got the side to be in this. Uh, there's obviously maybe one or two changes I would make since putting out this lineup, uh, but let's sort of figure out and see if I do change my mind on those as well. So uh, for me at the moment, I have Seb Chris at fullback. Uh, I think that he gets first crack, obviously, since he had that role for most of the year last season. Uh, Seb Chris gets first crack at fullback. Uh, Albert Hopawade and Jordan Rapner in uh, on the wings. I've got Matt Simoko and Nick Kotrick to start the year at center. I think Ethan Strange gets slowly worked into this side. I don't think he starts the year there. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, but I don't think he will. So Nick Kotrick is in the centers at the moment, just a big body that can play center and that's played center before. Uh, K.O. Weeks and Jamal Fogarty in the halves. K.O. Weeks obviously getting first crack uh, at six now that he signed with the club. Uh, so he's at six. Jamal Fogarty at six. Seven, uh, Josh Papali'i and Joseph Tarpanay in the front row. Uh, Danny Levi is at nine. I think Danny Levi, the experienced guy, gets first crack at nine too. Um, Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead there in the back row with Corey Horsburgh at 13. Uh, I think that he gets first crack at 13. He was an absolute beast there when he was there in 2023. Uh, Tom Starling, uh, he gets first crack at 14. Uh, as I've said millions of times, gone are the days where hookers play 80 minutes of football. Tom Starling plays in the number 14, comes on, add a bit of zippy spark off the bench. Hyper. Uh, Peru obviously uh, debuted at the back end of 2023. Uh, I think that he gets a spot. I uh, was really impressed with his defense. Uh, it was a big thing that I was really, really keen on uh, when he debuted. Uh, he was really good in defense. His tackles and his tackle technique is first class. Uh, I think he comes on in that in that lock forward role. A bit of a link man himself as well. Uh, and just with his defense uh, and obviously his attack as well, his running game I thought was quite solid. Uh, but more so his defense through the middle. 
I think was great. And I think that's why he is in this uh, starting 17. I think that's why he gets a spot on the bench for me. Uh, Basami Solo as well, obviously in the side heaps in 2023. Uh, I think he gets a crack on the bench to start the year in 2024. Uh, and then Emre Gula as well, uh, getting a crack on the bench for the Raiders in jersey number 17. Uh, changes I would make, as I said, uh, I think Ethan Strange comes in a little bit later uh, in the season. I think that he will get a crack at Senna at some stage. Matsumoko, though, he is definitely a lock-in uh, after that World Cup especially, but just after the year he had uh, in 2023, he's definitely in there for me. Uh, Albert Hopawati was in and out of the side for the Raiders. I think he is a lock-in as well. Uh, every time he came in, he always seemed to score a try and look really impressive. And again, he's another option at fullback, but I really prefer him on the wing. Um, KO Weeks at the number 5'8 jersey. I think he stays there at least until they find someone else. But uh, he has put on a bit of size in this preseason already. So it looks like he is going to get that first crack. And I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps that spot for the rest of the year as well. Uh, he looks really, really good uh, with the footy in his hands. And for Manly, there were some touches where I just thought, geez, this kid is going to be very, very talented uh, going further into his career as well. Um, so, yeah, look, 5'8", gets his hands on the ball more in the front line as well. Adding on a bit of size, we can handle being in the front line. Obviously, came in as a fullback and has been a fullback for most of his time at the Manly Seagulls. Um, but, yeah, getting a crack at six, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I think he's going to do a decent job there and be super off the cuff. Uh, but it does mean that Jamal Fogarty has a little bit more pressure on him to organise. Um, so, yeah, look, very keen to see how those guys go as a combination. Uh, and Danny Levi, it could be one of him or obviously Zach Wolford to start uh, the game in the middle, just getting through the hard work in defense and then a Tom Starling or a Danny Levi come on. But I think Danny Levi with his experience starts with Tom Starling coming off the bench. That's just how I see it. Uh, but I could see Zach, Zach Wolford also being in that starting number nine role for the Raiders. Uh, moving on to the Sydney Roosters now. Uh, there's a lot of conjecture about how this side is going to look going into next year. I've put together the best possible side uh, for the Sydney Roosters based off the signings and based off the form from last season and based off how I think this side should be structured as well, uh, obviously including all of the losses that the Roosters have had. Um, this season as well. So, uh, James Tedesco at fullback, I think, obviously starts the year at one for me, James Tedesco. Uh, there's a lot of conjecture still about should Manu start at fullback and Tedesco get moved around, but where are you going to put Tedesco other than fullback, at least give him the respect of finishing his career at number one uh, over the next few years. I think Manu is definitely going to be stuck at centre or at 5'8", potentially if Luke Kiry retires at the end of the year for the Roosters uh, until Tedesco obviously retires and Manu can go to that fullback role. Uh, but Tedesco is at the one. Uh, Daniel Tupo and Dominic Young are on the wings. Joseph Suwali and Manu are in the centres. That's how I see the back line going into next year. That means there isn't room for Billy Smith. So it uh, really backs up the point that I made a few days ago and that I've been constantly making on the podcast that they should loan off Billy Smith to another club uh, to get him some first-grade experience just while uh, they have these guys in the back line or while Sawali is still at the side. 
Uh, Luke Keary and Sam Walker are in the halves. I'm really confident in how this uh, halves pairing is gelling. I think next year we're really going to see the best of Sam Walker and Luke Keary. Uh, and Sam Walker has sort of molded his game into a little bit more of a structured organizer as well for this side. So keen to see how he develops as a footy player uh, in this Roosters outfit. Uh, Lindsay Collins and Jared Warrior Hargraves in the front row with Brandon Smith at nine. Uh, Brandon Smith to start the game, get through the hard yards in the defensive work, and then the 14, who I'll tell you who it is in a second, comes on, plays a bit of nine, and he just goes and roams around the park as a battering ram there in the front row like he did so well for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, but Brandon Smith to start the game at nine. Lindsay Collins, Jared in the front row, just as a tough starting front row pairing. This forward puck is absolutely insane. Uh, Nat Butcher and Sua Wong to start in the back row for me. I think that's how I say it. Uh, Sua Wong has earned his spot in this side with some really solid games in first grade and in New South Wales Cup as well. Uh, and Nat Butcher killing it at the moment as well and having a really underrated stint uh, for the Roosters. Victor Radley obviously starts at 13. Uh, Sandon Smith is my 14 uh, with all of the other guys leaving. Jack Turpins and your um, Drew Hutchison's obviously leaving. I think that Sandon Smith obviously now has to have the 14 jersey. Uh, he's played a lot of nine this season. I think that, that will be his primary role in 2024, being a off-the-bench hooker for Brandon Smith. So Sandon Smith to start uh, in the number 14 jersey. Uh, then I have Spencer Lenu coming off the bench and being a wrecking ball like he did so well for the Penrith Panthers. Terrell May, I mean, that forward pairing coming off the bench is absolutely insane. And then Satili Tupanua is my other bench guy. He, when he came back from injury, was absolutely insane. Uh, I think that he definitely gets first crack in that uh, bench jersey in that number 17. Comes on through the middle in that number 13 role uh, and kills it because when he came in through the middle, uh, especially a, a, the most memorable, ga memorable game, uh, being against the Warriors, uh, he absolutely killed it. So, uh, Satili Tupanua for me comes on through the middle, uh, potentially in that number 13. You have Spencer Lenu, Terrell May, and Satili Tupanua coming on all together. I mean, that is just absolutely hectic, especially after after starting the game uh, against Collins, Warrior Hargreaves, and uh, Radley. Uh, that would make any other player coming up against this forward pack probably shit themselves before running out onto the field. Uh, it is a really, really hectic forward pack as well. Brandon Smith and Victor Radley, that defensive combination is going to be hectic as well. Imagine all the guys, they are going to absolutely smash um, is going to be awesome. I'm keen to see how this Rooster side go. They definitely have the potential this season to be a premiership threat. I really do think they're going to be in and around that spot too. Uh, and then the Cronulla Sharks, let's take a look at what they're going to be looking like going into next season. And obviously a big call, which we'll talk about uh, as well when we go through this lineup. So I've got Will Kennedy to start the year at fullback. I think everyone would. Uh, Sione Katoa and Ronaldo Militalo on the wings. I've got Jesse Ramian and CSC Vitalikai to start in the centers pretty much exactly like last year. Uh, now, Nico Hines, I've got him in the number six. I've got Braden Trindle in the seven. I think Trindle, even when he was in the six at the back end of last year, just organizing this side and then allowing uh, Nico Hines just to 
you know, play his footy, his off-the-cuff brand of footy, um, his slick ball playing and, um, you know, just the way he, he can allow him to run the ball as well and, and be a real off-the-cuff threat. Uh, you know, and not have to worry um, about organising the side. On top of that as well, uh, really build a combination with Blake Braley at a dummy half as well. Uh, I think Nico Hines can be a real threat from the six. And then just allow Braden Trindle to organise the side. I think that would be the best uh, way to fix some problems uh, there and not have all the pressure on Nico Hines. Uh, for the Sharks, it was pretty much Nico Hines against the world in a lot of games. And it was probably the reason they couldn't beat uh, a lot of top eight sides last year taking a bit of pressure off Nico Hines I think would be a great thing to do uh, if, if I was Craig Fitzgibbon and just have Braden Trindle there in the seven uh, Royce Hunt and Oregon Kafusi to start in the front row uh, and I've obviously got Blake Braley at nine uh, then I would have Teg Wilton and Britton Nicola in the back row with Dale Finucan at 13 and then I would have Connor Tracy, Cameron McInnes. Now, I did put Jesse Calhoun in there, and, and I've looked at this lineup, and I've realized I've left out Braden Hamanuele, so I'd have Braden Hamanuele over Jesse Calhoun on the bench there in the number 16, and then Jack Williams on the bench as well. I was really impressed with his intensity coming off the bench um, for the Sharks as well. I think that he'd be a great player for them to have on the bench, and just having Braden Hamanuele there to add a bit of size. Cannot believe I forgot about him in this team. Uh, he will definitely be there on the bench, coming off the bench and adding a bit of size and impact uh, off the bench too for the Sharkies. Uh, sorry to Jesse Calhoun. He's definitely unlucky to miss out. Uh, but Braden Hammond ULA is definitely in there for me uh, in this side. Uh, and it's looking like a very strong side going into next year. It's just the consistency and then being able to to beat, uh, obviously, those top eight sides for the Sharkies as well is going to be the big focus for them. Uh, very keen to see how the Sharkies go as well, but my big call for the Sharks is that Nico Hines will be in the number six. Well,